and education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. A show dedicated to getting you to retirement, hopefully with enough to live off till the day you die. What a year. What a year. I'm not going to say we're deep into the year, but we're starting to look at the end of the, the last few months of the calendar. If few is three to five, then yeah, I think that's about fair. We're on the five side, but you get the idea. NASDAQ's up 15% for the year. Woohoo! S&P 500's up 18% for the year. Woohoo! A lot of the companies that are in the NASDAQ top performers are also in the S&P 500 top performers. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 15% for the year. Those are all really good numbers. When you can go take your cash and put it in a bank and get one quarter of a percent, maybe if you go digital, you get one percent. Bitcoin's up 51% for the year. 10-year treasury sits at 1.3%, giving us an environment for all those asset classes. Do well. The environment's right. Now is the execution. Of note, oil's up 38% for the year. And for you and me, that means higher gasoline prices if we have a gas guzzler. Now, those are all pretty good numbers. Those are all numbers that if we started the year out, would I take them? I would have said yes for the year. Yes for the year. But we still have another four or five months to play with? Yes, I understand. And it looks like we have a little bit more room as long as that 10-year treasury stays beneath 1.4%, 1.5%. Again, this is not an exact science. Do not say Rob said the market has more upside. I'm taking him to court because that's not the point. It's an opinion show. Consult a broker advisor for taking action in anything you hear on the show. But if you think I've been saying the phrase, the market's been at an all-time high for a long period of time, you're right. 44 times this year, the S&P 500 has closed at record highs due to companies ultimately recovering. Here comes some bad grammar. More quicker, more quickly, due to the fact that companies are recovering from the pandemic more quickly than expected, not more quicker. I find as I get older, I mess that one up a little bit more. Average daily case numbers of COVID in the United States have topped 100,000, the highest level since February. Austin, Texas warned of a dire situation with only six ICU beds available as of Saturday. It is not lost on anyone. The irony that Texas and Florida were two states that had governors that said basically this is made up. The Fauci flu. That their states are getting it now. In large part because a more. How shall we say transmissible version has come to America, not like an Eddie Murphy movie, but like a nightmare. And states with low vaccination rates are getting crushed. There's a guy on radio known as the second Rush Limbaugh. He's like, oh, it's a fake flu. It's a fake flu. We don't know if the shots work. It's a fake flu. And he died of COVID over the weekend at age 44. And on his way out, he said, I should have got the shot and told his friends and family to get a shot. Whoa. <laughs> it's not lost on like 
you probably jinxed yourself. So I was like walking in a thunderstorm and saying, you ever know anyone who's been hit by lightning? Like stay away from that person. Tokyo Olympics have come and gone. The total number of medals the U.S. won at the Olympics was nice. 39 golds to China's 38. We won a total of 25 more than second place China, but they got more silver than us. The United States has a thing of third place isn't good enough. We only like the gold, which that's silly. I think you're one of the three fastest runners on the planet. I'm like, I, I'd be still getting fourth and not getting a medal. And that goes for every category, whether it's the synchronized swimming, the platform diving. I'll take fourth in the world every day of the week. Although I am the number one financial show. I do get the gold medal. And I'm very, very good at what I do. Only because I've done it for a long time. Uh, 15.4 billion, the official price tag of the Olympics, made it the most expensive games ever staged. That number will go higher. The COVID 19 test positivity rate for people participating in the Olympics, which had over 430 Olympi- uh, infections, 624,000 tests. No one seriously got sick. Overall, the bubble created for the 50,000 athletes and staffers held up really well. Unlike the New York Yankees who are getting swept through like COVID, like a three-game series in Boston where they have to win all three. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But the COVID infection rate was 0.02%. Good job. There was a fear that this was going to turn into a super spreader event. It didn't. Maybe we're learning something, maybe not. 16 million was the number of Instagram interactions for Simone Biles during the Olympics. Man, is she? Is it crazy not watching a gymnast do what they do? You're like, wow. <laughs> it's just overwhelming. Like, my brain can't even process doing that. I'm just left drooling and saying the words, wow. Um, Simone Biles withdrew from most competitions over mental health concerns. This is very, very interesting because I get the feeling we're going to, that's going to be more and more of a buzzword of millennials saying, well, if Simone Biles could have a bad day and have mental health issues, if Osaka, the tennis star can withdraw from major events, I may not have to come to work today. I'm not saying they're made up diseases. I'm not. And I get the pressure of living in in today's society is heavier than it's ever been. But we are a society of monkey see, monkey do. Um, I wonder where that's going to lead us. I could tell you if I was a writer right now in Hollywood, I'd be focusing on mental health as my storyline. Or not my storyline, but um, as my engaging factor. So like if someone snaps and becomes a serial killer, oh, it's because of pressure. Because it's relatable now. 42% decrease in viewership for the from the 2016 Olympics. I will admit, the next Olympics is in China. Winter Olympics, I have no interest in it. I don't know. I don't know if it's the topography. I don't know if it's the... I, I don't know what it is. China has no interest for me. But the next Summer Olympics is going to France. I do like looking at France on the television. So maybe they'll get me in four more years, but I don't know. 
since long time off. NBC Universal paid over a billion dollars to air the Olympics. They've struggled with wacky time zone differences, lower enthusiasm. No USA chance from the stands. And just a crazy confusing menu of viewing options. Many years ago, NBC had one TV station, one network to show the Olympics. Now there's CNBC and MSNBC and they bought Time Warner and like, and then there's the pay platforms. I don't want to do that much work to find fencing. I know you're saying fence. <laughs> I wouldn't watch fencing if you paid me. Okay, I'd watch a little fencing this Olympics and you didn't pay me. I lied. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, all social media, Rob Black Show. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Over the weekend, my boys, my boys, my boys. They watched the Ariana Grande concert on Fortnite. What's interesting about it is they didn't know who she was before the concert. Ariana Grande scratched Fortnite's back. Fortnite scratched her back. She brought some of her fans who I have to imagine are 60% female, 40% male. And all under the age of 25 to a game that should last another 10, 15, 20, 25 years. As they've created a metaverse, which has a stickiness to it. When you pay for skins and identify through it. It's not a game that you ultimately quit because it's an experience. Once you're in... You kind of feel invested in it. It's a little bit addictive. I don't like that part. But it was fun watching Ariana Grande concert, which typically lasts about 10, 15 minutes in Fortnite. They've had three big ones. Marshmallow. My kids didn't know who Marshmallow was before that. Travis Scott. Kids didn't know who Travis Scott was. And now Ariana Grande. This is something we've been talking about more on the show ever since Mark Zuckerberg brought it up in the last earnings called the Metaverse. This is a video game world where you can actually have friends. Um, one of my sons plays with a kid named Llama. He lives in San Francisco, about 20 miles, uh, yeah, about 20 miles away. I'm in the outskirts of San Francisco, closer to Palo Alto, uh, which is on the southern side of the, of the bay, which I'm only giving because this is a show that's big in Germany. So we've got like nine listeners in Germany. We're huge Germany, and they need to know exactly where I live. If you can't visualize it, you can't be there. But what was interesting is an Ariana Grande concert is all about visualizing it while you're not there. So there were some rose-colored woodlands, which were very feminine, these bushes that you would jump up and down on and you'd float. I was watching my kids, and they were like floating next to other human beings. And his friend Lama and him were like, wow, this is cool. Look at that. Look at, oh, there's a demon coming up with the crystals. And, oh, she's got, Ariana Grande's got a big hammer. Why she got a big hammer? Small girls carry big hammers? I don't know. But there was a moment where you're sliding down a slide towards her, I believe. It's a water slide. And you could race ahead of other people. Or you can, like, look at their characters and see the glee and happiness. It was a connected, shared experience. In a time of COVID, in a time of the 21st century where we don't really like getting out of our car and leaving anymore, we could stay at home and be entertained. 
Netflix has come up with options for us to watch screen and screen with our friends. So when we watch the new horror show, Fear Street, that when you scream, the other person screams too. And you're like, it's a shared experience. That's why movie theaters are awesome to see horror films on. I once went to see, I once was, um, I liked horror movies growing up. I don't know. Something about the cast being all non-unknowns and typically good looking and be some scantily clad, good looking people. And maybe that was the formula. Uh, but there was one movie theater that I went to in Brooklyn that let's just put it this way. It was not a wall street crowd and they're screaming at Freddie, like, or not Freddie, uh, the survivor, like, watch out, Freddie Krueger's behind you. Like, or Jason's coming up. Like they played into it and it was a shared experience. So Ariana Grande concert, my kids didn't know who she was. She didn't know who Marshmallow was. She didn't know who Travis Scott. Travis Scott's the most famous pool so far for Fortnite and Epic Games, of which we learned over the weekend that Google tried to consider to think to buy Epic kind of as a way of squashing their lawsuit on the 30% fees taken from the, the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. They should have bought them. Because I think what Fortnite has created, this metaverse, is pretty cool. Watching my kids go to a concert without really leaving the house was enjoyable. They shouted like glee, like kids at a concert. They didn't scream, Ariana Grande, I love you. But my kids never knew who she was. And now my youngest kid has a crush on her, which I understand because I think she's like 43 years old, but she looks like she's 12. <laughs> That's perfect for my son, right? I know you're saying, did you just take a shot at Ariana Grande? I kind of did. Um, but I take a shot at all celebrities, so it's it's kind of a widespread thing. So Ariana Grande, or let's let's get Travis Scott because we have the numbers on him. We know that he pulled in over $20 million in merchandise in one day. And you know that Travis Scott has done my McDonald's marketing deal, right? Uh, where he sells his McHappy Meal, and he did really well with it. Uh, you put his name on something, people people pay. So he earned over $20 million for his seven-minute concert in Fortnite. Now, he didn't actually have to lose weight. He didn't have to actually dance and choreograph. Now, he probably gave some input on the digital versions of him dancing and his, his body type. Probably did some motion capture somewhere in there. I don't know. But the best night on his tour in 2019, the Astro World Tour... He pulled in $1.7 million in sales, in digital sales, not ticket sales. He pulled in $20 million in merchandise on Fortnite. Seven-minute concert versus a three-hour-a-night concert all around the world. His whole tour pulled in $53 million, but in one night, he pulled in $20 million in digital merchandise. He didn't have to pay singers, backup singers. He didn't have to pay for this arena. He didn't have to do hours of choreographing and, and setting up set design, so that's really awesome. That was all the heavy lifting was done by the Epic uh, programmers. Now, Grande has a bigger fan base than Travis Scott. She's going to pull in well over $20 million. And if you think Epic needs the artist, no, the artists need Epic. Um, last year, my kid's favorite band, a band called AJR, did a concert where... They rented a Broadway theater 
they set up a lot of 3D screens and they, they really put a lot into the production, but they had to rent the theater. Um, but it was it was kind of like a concert. It was kind of nice to see, and it brought smiles to my kids' face. Music brings smiles to people's face. Shared experiences. Uh, at a concert, you look at uh, one of the women that I met in my life that was super important to me. We met at a concert. And uh, it's a shared experience. It's, it's incredible. So what's up next for Fortnite's concert series? I don't know, but it's going to be a big act. They probably shouldn't try to pull off more than two or three of these a year because you don't want to saturate it. But an artist, when they learn they can make $20 million for a 15-minute set and no choreography, no set, no dancers, no road trips, um, it is a big, big part of the future. And again, it's just another way of doing it. But Ariana Grande also got something Travis Scott did too. 100 million players play Fortnite. When you get that kind of exposure, that's called branding. The metaverse is here and it's very, very real. Find me on all social media, Rob Black Show. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I'm going to get to the market in just a minute, but Apple last week announced something that kind of shocked me a little bit. Apple has had a big thing in the news cycle through the years of what happens on your phone stays on your phone. Every now and then someone will shoot up an office building and the police will be like, we need to get into that phone to find out why this person shot up a university or a bar or whatever they shot up. And Apple's like, we are not going to help you. Like, but maybe they do. And there's, they're always like, well, for terrorism, maybe they'll help break into the unbreakable, but it's not really all that unbreakable if it's breakable by them, but they don't want you to know that they, they get mad at Facebook for their privacy issues and oversharing. And yet last week, Apple said that it's got a new technology called neural hash, which will scan phones for images of child sexual abuse that may have also been uploaded to the iCloud. If a photo is matched to one of an existing database of child pornography images, you'll have a human team review its accuracy, then flag it for authorities and turn you over. Now, Let's get this very, very clear. No one, no one in their right mind would ever say child abuse content is cool or it has a right for privacy or child sex, sex abuse is, is it's okay if the criminal wants to hide it from the, the police. But for Apple to kind of get out in front of the story, it's intriguing. Now, if you can strip out the child sexual abuse and child pornography angles from the story, you'd be like, that doesn't sound like Apple's really sticking to their privacy guns, are you? It begs the question of what's offensive to one. It's like, remember the politician who says, I don't know what pornography, I don't know how to define pornography, but I know what it looks like. <laughs> I can tell you what I see it. 
it's like, whoops, did you just admit you kind of did? But a lot of parents, governments across the world, they've pressured tech companies to root out abusive content, whether it be Facebook on post. Now, Apple's plans to combat sexual exploitation, they're welcome and innovative. But privacy scientists, and there are things known as privacy scientists, um, they're saying that suddenly Apple looks like a bad actor. And it's going to allow and lead to greater exploitation of your personal devices. It's interesting to know that this is a Apple-built and operated surveillance system that could very easily be used to scan private content for anything the government wants to decide. So if Apple says, we can look at your photos and figure out if there's underage children scantily clad or not clad in clothing, what's going to stop China from saying, we want that same exact tool, Apple, and in this case, we're going to find anyone who says the word capitalism or who says you know China's oppressive or China's not good to the religions inside their country or China forces work conditions that aren't great. And suddenly there's a mass killing of said people on, who have phones. It brings up a lot of questions. Where do you draw the line? <clears throat> and what happens if that technology lands in the wrong hands? I have to think, <clears throat> what's the most offensive thing on my phone? Well, a couple years ago when I was having some marital issues, I decided that, you know, if my wife ever wants to see my phone, she could ask for it at any given second. <clears throat> and I have to flip her her phone and she can, she can take a look at my phone if she wants to look at it. I'm fine with that. But I don't know if all, before that marital issue thing that if I could get away with that and like the privacy, I don't know. It's I think Apple's in a very interesting area there. Again, I'm not making any – I'm not a privacy scientist. I am a money guy, and I'm trying to get you to retirement. And one of the selling points Apple has always had is, like, it's really tough for the government to get us to do what they want us to do. But I think you're seeing, starting to see some uh, cracks in the armor. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fun topics, right? So – we know the market's having a good year this year. Record closing highs on Friday for the Dow Jones Industrial Average and S&P 500. We've said record close 44 times for the S&P 500 this year. It's at record highs more often than not. Um, again, broken record. When does it break apart? Is it too good to be true? Well, today everything's not great. Senate Democrats are unveiling a $3.5 trillion budget plan. Stocks are falling, tracking drop in oil prices as virus concerns rise. We do not like hearing that. A noticeable drop in oil and copper is typically tied towards a weakening in global demand. China reported some weaker than expected import and export growth for July. There's various stories out over the weekend discussing the efforts to contain the spread of the Delta variant. Even, listen to this, in six months from now, the Winter Olympics are going to be held in China. And you're like, didn't we just finish the Summer Olympics? Yes. 
But China's got a zero tolerance approach to COVID and a growing wave of announcements involving mass vaccine mandates at some workplaces in the United States. I think we're all starting to get a little bit like antsy about like, I don't know, should I book that trip? Should I, should, are we going to Hawaii or not going to Hawaii? And then you go, well, in, in highly vaccinated areas like California, we'll probably be okay. And then we're seeing the low vaccination areas like Texas and Florida and all the South where science doesn't trump freedom. Um, I'm in the science trumps freedom. I'd rather protect my family and my neighbors and my community and wear a mask. I'm actually kind of like masks. It's some of those days where you don't brush your teeth and you got some spinach in your teeth. Masks are great. So the Delta variant is causing a little bit of global anxiety. And that's causing copper and oil prices to drop. The Senate passed a key procedural vote over the weekend for its $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure. Now they're working on a bigger budget plan. The infrastructure debate in Congress will be a focal point this week, no doubt about it, along with consumer price index on Wednesday, which is tied towards consumer prices that we pay for that are in an index, i.e. are they inflationary or not? Tyson Foods reported a better than expected second quarter. It's interesting because there was a big merger and acquisition over the weekend. Sanderson Farms agreed to be acquired by a joint venture of Cargill and Continental Grain. Um, chicken company being acquired by a chicken feed kind of company. Interesting. I don't know if that's the vertical, but cringeworthy maybe. Tyson Foods, uh, Tyson and Sanderson Farms, they're the two big chicken players. If you see someone order like um, a chicken dish, chicken pesto salad, and uh, you're like, ooh, ooh, chicken, that looks tasty. It probably came from Tyson or Sanders. And one of the themes from the first hour of the day was Nike. And I did the history of running shoes. Maybe it'll work. It, that segment should probably work itself in the podcast because it's a good segment. And um, when you think of running shoes or athletic shoes or tennis shoes, um, when you look at my kids signing up for soccer with a new club and you see that they spent $500 on uniforms just so they can have a Nike swoosh on it or an Adidas stamp. Um, every time you think of athletic shoes and you go to the store, the sales guy's going to go to the back room and he's going to probably bring out one of three brands. So when you think about chicken and the consumption of chicken in the United States, it's typically two of three companies. It's a pretty good business to be in as long as there's no things like chicken viruses or uh, bird flus. We've had bird flus. We've had swine flus. Swine is another word for pig. Um, I never understood that phrase, swine before pearls or pearls before swines, and it's like – Okay, I kind of get it, but eh. it's too tough to say, too tough to think about. But the reason I like Nike is the margins in shoes. Eh, chicken doesn't have quite the margins. We're not willing to say, you know what? I want to pay $15 a pound for chicken. Last year we were only paying 7 but this year I'll pay 15 because you've got new and approved two, chicken 2.0. One of the ways these guys made money wasn't coming up with chicken 2.0. 
Now you can control the cost if you buy an agricultural grain company. But another way they were making money, doesn't it feel like chicken's got a lot more water pumped into it today than ever before? When you cook with it and like your frying pan turns from hot to boiling, you're like, huh, where did all that water come from? And you're like, oh, I paid, I paid price per pound. But anyway, I'm digressing. Jeffrey's upgraded Tesla to buy from hold. Bank of America upgraded Caesars to buy from hold. Caesars salad, no Caesars entertainment, gambling. Bank of America downgraded Win Resorts, so there's some winners and losers in Vegas. Evercore is downgraded Darden restaurants to inline from outperform. That might be a play on fear of indoor dining again, creeping back in with Delta variant. Deutsche grade, Deutsche Bank downgraded Dollar Tree to hold from buy. I love the idea of dollar stores. It's really tough as an investor, though, because they sell stuff for a dollar and the margins aren't really there. Yeah, there's some value shopping in tough economic times. That's the only play I really see. Find me at Rob Black Show on all social media. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Austin, Texas has six ICU beds available as of Saturday. That, that should be pretty scary to, uh-oh. Summer heat is not starting to crack yet. August tends to really, really bring the heat. But shortly after August, and if you go to the Gulf of Mexico, you're like, hey, there's hurricanes in August. <laughs> like It's hurricane season because of the heat, right? Um, that crack in the weather, it's something we're looking forward to. The Dow Jones Industrial Average S&P 500 closed record highs on Friday following a strong labor department report where unemployment dropped to 5.4%. Ultimately, that's pretty good news. That's a good number. We can deal with that. Inside of that number, though, was job openings roared higher in June, hitting 10.1 million. Plenty of job openings if we want to get lower unemployment. Then you get into the political debate of to take away unemployment benefits and force people back when Delta is starting to rear its ugly head. And the summer heat breaks and gives us the colder weather where people tend to get the sniffles and sneeze more, making diseases a little easier to transfer from one person to the next. Oh, oh, hear, hear ye, hear ye. Um, my sister's kid got COVID. And she was two weeks away from age 12, at which time she was going to get vaccinated. So my mother died of COVID and now my cousin, is that what, they, I don't know family trees, but my sister's kid, um, I guess she's a niece and to my kids, it's a cousin. I don't know. I come from a long line of kissing cousins, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, a 12-year-old in my family has COVID. In bed, gets unlimited popsicles. 
ultimately on Advil, I think, as a fever suppressor. I'll let you know if it gets any worse. I'm not asking for prayers or anything like that because I believe in science in this scenario. Um, and her immune system probably going to be robust enough. Um, but again, it's just a constant reminder in the back of your head, like, hey, I want to go fly and see my sister and her kids. I'm like, nope. Um, she gets out there. Her daughter um, socializes on a dance team. I don't know how she got it. But I don't want my kids around it. And she's my family. I'm like, weird. This week we get earnings from Airbnb. I'm going to watch that one because I think Airbnb has got one of the best brands in all of the U.S. economy. It's the, wait, wait. When I go on vacation, I could stay in generic hotel name, generic hotel name, generic hotel name, or someone's Airbnb palatial estate. And they don't market. Disney this week. I always like watching Disney. Um, will they talk much about Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit on Black Widow? I don't know. But we'll learn a lot about theme parks reopening. We'll probably hear the word masks 20 times in a conference call. Palantir, which is a very secretive U.S. technology company which is weird because Wall Street's not about secrets. In theory, it's public information. AMC Entertainment reports this weekend. Are people going to movies or not going to movies? Bumble. I'm not a single man, but if I were a single man, I'd be on every single dating site, <laughs> including Bumble. Because my profile has to be pretty good. Has enough money till the day he dies. And you fall in love with me and I'll be totally falling in love with you. Swipe right or swipe left. I don't know which one you're supposed to swipe. I was never good at that. Thank God I didn't have to date during the time of uh, Tinder because Tinder, they say that 5% of the women get 95% of the interest and 95% of the men get no interest from the women at all. It seems to be Darwin's way of separating the good looking and the wealthy from the average And that's all I'm going to say about that because in this hashtag me too world, I don't want to say anything horrible. Although I have horrible thoughts in my head. Um, one of the most messed up comments this weekend, I was talking to a friend. He started to go through a divorce and he goes, yeah, so her family, they, they all are divorced. All of her brothers and sister. He goes, None of, no one in my family is. And like, I was like, there's your mistake right there. I'm a firm believer that high school educated people should marry high school educated people. College educated people should marry college educated people. And there are exceptions to the rules. <clears throat> I think people with divorced parents should marry other people with divorced parents and people with no divorced parents. They learn that like therapy and fighting through things is a thing. So again, it's an overgeneralization. But one of the most messed up things he said was that uh, his wife who's divorcing him now, and he felt it was too quick and too whimsical. Uh, that her sister at one point in time had a son OD, which he blames on coming from a family of divorce. And that she ends up remarrying an older man and taking his house and all of his net worth from his children. 
she was probably like a 45, 50 year old hottie and she probably got together with an 80 year old guy who was on his deathbed who just wanted company while he was dying because his family ignored him. But it really shows you the stark differences in the world, doesn't it? Like, whoa. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. There's a podcast of this show available both at Apple and Google under their podcast icons. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show.